0: Then he called me one during the pandemic, was like, Yo, I want to do a choir album. But he was like, I'm white and I don't really know how to do that for real. So I was like, Well,
1: I I think that's what Moses said. He's like, Don't send me, I'm too white.
2: (laughs) Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 109 of the Between You and Me podcast, the place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. We are all about finding common ground in our differences and speaking about real life stuff so that we can heal, so that we can find reconciliation and unity, and so that we can celebrate our differences, because that is where God is. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at jesuswide.com your number one source for Christian music news reviews and interviews. They've been with us since day one, so you should go and check them out. Today, I am stoked because we have a longtime friend and member of the Between You and Me family on, Stephen McWhirter. We spoke to Stephen in 2019, episode 39 of Between You and Me, about his EP, Grave Clothes. Now, if you haven't caught that episode, which I highly recommend visiting once you've listened to this one, I'll put the link in the show notes. Stephen has the most ridiculous story, like ridiculous in the best way, where he was living through drug addiction and was very anti-God and just had this... Amazing conversion experience. Uh, he's gone on to become like the leader of a worship band, and he's doing solo stuff now. He loves sharing his story. He loves seeing souls saved. This this guy's a powerhouse. Um, he's also had a lot of fun. Now, I was approached uh, about having Stephen back on the podcast, which is just a of course. It, it goes without saying you can be back on the podcast. But he actually collaborated with someone I never met before called Jason Claiborne. Now, I was so excited when I heard that I could have both of these two on because Jason is incredibly good at what he does. He has been part of gospel music since early 2000s. It's in his blood. It was in his family He's been part of multiple bands. He's received Grammy nominations. This guy is amazing. And as it goes, he and Stephen are essentially part of different industries. I mean, gospel and worship, or Christian contemporary worship, in some cases, they couldn't be further apart, right? We seem to really divide them. Yet Jason and Stephen became friends and decided, hey, let's work together which I love. So they've actually worked on multiple projects. And earlier this year, they released the amazing album Choir Sessions, which just blends worship and gospel and soul and rock. And it's live and just Well, they released a live version later. It's just amazing and mind-blowing. You feel like you're hearing the sound of heaven when you listen to this album. So I was so pleased to be able to chat with both Jason and Stephen about this record, about their friendship, and they actually opened up a bit about why they are so passionate about diversifying the sound of Christian music, like why it's so essential that gospel and soul merge and are celebrated with worship and contemporary Christian Is so cool and dynamic to see that happening, and to see artists stepping out and choosing to make those creative decisions themselves. It's just awesome. I'm really excited for you to hear this interview, as you can tell. Um, Now, I am going to give you a short bio about these two and this collaboration. You will find a larger bio about Stephen back in episode 39. So we're going to go into a little bit more detail about Jason, but. Just a heads up, if you want to know more about their collaborations, they actually have a joint website, which is pretty cool, right? You can go online and type in smjcmusic.com and you'll find a website dedicated to their projects together, as well as links to a Patreon where you can support them. Let's get into it. I'm going to give you a short bio, the who, what, when, where, why of this these awesome friends. And then we are going to get straight into the interview and you're going to hear some of their tracks as well as some Christmas tracks that they have just dropped. Here we go, friends. Meet Stephen McWurder and Jason Claiborne. not every day that gospel and worship music and their corresponding cultures actually collide but when you meet Jason Claiborne and Stephen McWhirter you get a sense that this collaboration has been waiting in the wings of the heavenlies for some time and it's almost like God was waiting for the right people to make it happen. Jason and Stephen are both anointed powerful gifted leaders and musicians. They're the people to make it happen and You can tell that this is spirit filled and anointed when you listen to their latest album, Highest Praise. Before we talk about that, let's start at the beginning. Now, long time listeners of the podcast know Stephen McWherter as a former meth addict turned worship leader. He is a long time friend of our show and was featured on episode 39. He was a former member of Iron Bell Music and is now signed with Lawless Street Records. Now, Stephen's solo work is spirit-filled and raw, and our interview with him about his 2019 EP Grave Clothes was as mind-blowing and as fun as you'd expect. Then there's Jason Claiborne, a new member of the Between You and Me family, welcome, and someone that we knew we'd love as soon as Stephen called him a friend. You see, Jason was born into gospel music. His grandma, Wilma Claiborne, was the first female gospel disc jockey at their local radio station, actually owned the only gospel record outlet in his state. All that to say, Jason's attitude for music was seen clearly early on. It was in his blood. And after playing drums for his church, he picked up gigs as a touring musician. We're not just talking small gigs like at your local club or coffee bar, right? We're talking worldwide tours across continents like Europe and Africa with the likes of Dr. Juan Canoli. What? Now, during this time, Jason became part of the band The Righteous Writers, a world-renowned gospel hip-hop group. They were signed by Ty Scott Records and the band received double nominations and a stellar award. He also dropped solo projects, music, word, theology, Rhythm and Praise Volume 1 and The Heart of the People. He showed that he was versatile, adaptable and had the parts to deliver the prolific tunes he was writing for others. You see, Jason's songs have been sung by Vishon Mitchell, Wes Morgan Ricky, and Hezekiah Walker. In fact, one of his two songs for Hezekiah actually reached number one on the Billboard charts for 18 weeks and gave him a double award and nominations at the Stellar Awards, the Soul Train Awards, the Billboard Awards, and the Grammys. Talk about crossing industries. And now in 2016, Jason moved into a new season musically, and he started the gospel choir, The Atmosphere Changes. It's a gospel choir for young adults in Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio, and they performed at major events and garnered a solid following. In 2019, Jason was re-signed with the Atmosphere Changers to Thai School Records, and Jason and the Atmosphere Changers were prepped for their first release, Praise Belongs to You. So how did Jason and Stephen McQuade meet? On the set of The Chosen! Okay, no, I'm, I'm rushing this because I love The Chosen. These two actually met before and knew each other through the industry. But we couldn't have a this better if we tried, because as it goes, Jason and Stephen connected musically and were struck by the idea of combining their genres and sound to better reflect the diversity of the kingdom of God. So they recorded their album, Choir Sessions, last year, giving us a soul-infused, spirit-filled rock worship set of tunes. And they are something special. Now, knowing that we obviously needed a Christmas song that crossed these genres also, They recorded a song for the Chosen Christmas special called Born a King. Now, if you haven't caught up, The Chosen is the mega-popular, crowd-funded, multi-season TV show about the life of Christ. I have binge-watched it multiple times. It is an incredible show. It's huge that Jason and Stephen were featured on their Christmas special alongside artists like Chris Tomlin, our friends Hillsong United, for King Country, and more. Since last Christmas, this duo have rode the wave of the spirits. They delivered a live recording of the choir sessions earlier this year and a few months ago released album number two together, Highest Praise. This is a dynamic soul stirring album that will get you moving. It sounds like heaven. They also dropped a double single for Christmas, Born King and Oh Holy Nights. This is what we needed. I spoke to Jason Claiborne and Stephen McWhorter about Highest Praise. I found out why they are each other's biggest fan. This bromance is real. And we spoke about why we need to cross genres and industries more often in Christian music. Amen. I'm excited for this one, friends. Meet Jason Claiborne and Stephen McWhirter. Now, I normally start episodes by asking my guests to describe themselves. I thought it would be more fun to ask each of you to describe the other in three words. So, (laughs) yes, this is fun. This is fun. So, so, Jason, can we start with you? Can you introduce yourself and describe your brother, Steve, in three words?
0: Okay, my name is Jason Claiborne, and three words that describe Stephen McWhorter is handsome <laughs> now you uh, already know we already know you life oh uh, yeah this uh, is listening right uh, um loving uh blunt uh and super duper creative
2: Love it. That's more than what I even asked for, and I am here for it. Thank you. I got an extra stupor on that super. I know. (laughs) You're clearly very loved. (laughs) Steven, can you introduce yourself and describe Jason in three-ish words?
1: Yes, definitely. Okay, let's see. I'm
2: going to
1: say handsome and mean it. I'm going to say handsome and mean it, and then I'm going to say Generous, super generous, and uh, just a loving guy. Hell, man, don't, stop.
2: Talented, hands down, talented. My goodness. Oh, it's so good. I
1: was four, but I have to
2: keep going. Well, st- start, where, where did you two meet? Because I know this is your second or third project together. Te- so we,
0: we met on this show. Um, it was like a, um, I don't, I don't want to talk about, I'm trying not to say like reject American Idol gospel version. I mean Christian version of American Idol. Do
1: you remember Wayne's World? Yes. Like old school. Like if Wayne's World was like a a Christian talk show for like a Christian singing competition.
3: Oh my (laughs) gosh!
1: Cable thing, and they asked us to come in and and be like uh, judges. And so what was crazy
0: was uh, like just when I would look over at him, I'm like, man, this dude is like he doesn't care he's telling them the honest to god truth about how they sound and i'm trying to kind of you know add some icing on the cake you know but he's like now you don't eat the cake with no icing this is, this is, I, was done, I, was I mean i mean he wasn't, you know but 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 it really helped and, and, and i just like man i really like this dude because he's straightforward you know from the hip and, and um he was genuine about The relationship with God outside of the gift, and I think that that's what is incredible, and that's what connected us. Mm -hmm.
2: That's amazing. If I lived in America, I would have been obsessed with that TV show because I like reality TV way too much, even when it's trashy, and especially if it's Christian. (laughs) So I would think. You would have been. I mean, it was so much fun. Like,
0: because it was just like sometimes we would kind of catch ourselves from laughing. And we were just like, man, we have to really, we have to judge them. I know, it was
2: terrible. It was terrible. So, Jason, uh, you were the nice judge and Stephen was the honest judge?
0: Well, you know what? I, I wouldn't say... I heard you. I heard you dish it. No, no, yeah, no. I dished it too. After I saw that he was dishing, I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm gonna go get my good china out." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm a, I'm a give, I'm a serve it on a platter to real nice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah well, we had fun doing it, and, and that's how we met. And um, from there on, it was just um, a connection. And for a couple of years there, we hadn't talked because we were on our own journeys as you know, writers and worship leaders, and then. You know, then he called me one during the pandemic was like, yo, I want to do a choir album. But he was like, I'm white and I don't really know how to do that for real. So I was like, well. I
1: I think that's what Moses said. He's like, don't send me, I'm too white.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he called me and I was like, yo, everybody's chilling at the crib, so let's do it, you know? And, uh, you know, so a week later we were in the studio recording... Um, Glory Hallelujah and from there on it was just it was epic how we got together and just every song that we would come up with we'd be like God wow I I was first of all fun and then why was it so easy for us to do this and and, and it was incredible.
2: idea for this album, Highest Praise, come into formation?
1: Well, we had just done, we had gotten together and did a couple of choir recordings with his choir, the Atmosphere Changers, which are amazing. He's got a record out right now. It's called God Made It Beautiful with the Atmosphere Changers, which is straight gospel and incredible. And uh, when we got with them, it was just so fun. Like he said, the creative process, we just kept creating. And that's really the thing. I mean if you're a creative person and a musician, you just create. You're not like, okay, it's two years later, time to make a record. let's go write songs like you're always doing that. And uh, we were just continued to do it. and the songs that were coming out were just like they were they were really the culmination of the combination of this guy who comes from the gospel culture, which is a totally different music culture. Mm-hmm. than the CCM worship, Christian worship culture, whatever you want to call it. And, but the thing is, is we weren't seeing a lot of like real meshing of the two. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I know we try to, sometimes we bring somebody from the gospel community to come over and sing white worship <laughs> and, <laughs> or vice versa. But there's not really a less really honor where each other is oh, yeah. coming from. And let's see what God does. And don't worry about whether it fits his genre or not. Let's just simply create with the Lord and see what happens. And these songs were what happened. And we just got spo- – we were literally – my wife could hear us in my studio, like, giggling like little kids because we were having so much fun making music because uh, we were making what we really wanted to make. And so we were just – we knew it was going to be special. And that was really how the songs just culminated, just us getting together, partnering with the voice of the Lord Creating music, and and I think that that's where music has to get back
0: to in order for us to really hear a kingdom sound. You know, uh, not to say that, that that has not been created, but for us to honor each other's cultures and be authentic to that, that's what this album is. I mean, and you hear it, and it's fun, it's energetic. I mean, it. And when we perform the stuff and get to minister it live, people look at us and they're like, "Yo, y'all really having fun doing this?" I'm like. Like yeah, like God is not a cr- always a crying God.
1: He's fun, like you know. <laughs> yeah. I always say the gospel community does celebration really well. Mm-hmm. Like they celebrate really well, yeah. and on th- and that's like the sign of a good worship service. Like. Yeah. Everybody just partied, right? Yeah. But if you come over on the worship, kind of more evangelical Christian side, if everybody's crying a lot, yeah. then that was a great worship service. And I'm like, the only person that celebrates Kleenex. <laughs> Nobody, you know what I'm saying? So we're trying to, we're trying, we're trying to meet. We want to get both happening. But, uh, so yeah, cute. it was a lot of fun. So...
0: way
2: listening to your album yesterday on my walk and I was actually dancing at the stoplights. It was so much fun. It, uh, now I, I I grew up, I grew up on, on white evangelical worship. So in no way do I have a whole lot of cultural or musical depth in that way. But I, it reminded me of some of the gospel tracks I heard as a kid and that my parents would listen to. And there was so much joy and purity and fun to it. Um, I love the Motown sounds as well. How that naturally came through. And what I noticed is that both of you are you're you're both forces in your own genre. The way you deliver, the way you're anointed, and neither of you was striving to like top the other one. You just left. It seemed it felt very organic. You left room for the other one to lead in whatever aspect it was in that song, and then, then as a friend, you would sort of come alongside and partner, did that take effort or was it a really natural partnership for you? It, it, it was natural because sometimes I would, I would, I would say,
0: I, he'd be like, Jay, like, go for it. And I'm like, okay. And then sometimes I would look at him and I'd be like, bro, like, sing, like, go. And so, you know, it just worked. Where we like you said, it, it was really what you heard and what you felt is really what happened. I mean, we we got to the point to where um, you know, he would do something and he'd be like, you like that? And I'd be like, dude, that's killing. And then he'd I'm like, I like, do something. He's his like, you like I'm like, I say, you like that? And he's like, Yeah, bro, we keeping that. Because it that's what um that's why it feels the way it feels. It's like we never tried to double take anything. I remember we were in the studio recording with the band live. When we got back, we were like, even though those are demos, like the songs, are, the demos were solid. Mm-hmm. So we kept a lot of the stuff from the demos,
1: um, um, put it on the album. Yeah. You know, when you work with someone musically and you create with someone musically that you you truly respect and enjoy listening to, them sing, it's a lot easier to sit back and go, you know um, and we we talk about creating truly creative music, you know like creating a partner with the Lord, something fresh and different, like the culmination of different genres coming together I think about what does it sound like in heaven, like when we write music when we write things, we really are like Lord let me hear what you've already written in heaven and bring it to earth, you know and I think it says every tongue and every nation, right, will be worshiping Jesus. I think that's going to sound a lot more eclectic than we realize. Like, when we get there, it's going to be a lot of sounds. And
2: I think we'll be surprised. It may not sound like what we think when we think of worship. It's probably going to sound like combination of people. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I... I'm just so glad that you both created this together as friends. Everything that you're saying came through for me when I heard it and the anointing on it was so thick. Thank you both for doing that and for creating it with such joy in such a tough time. It was really beautiful and really empowering in the best way because it reminded me of strength and joy in God. You're right. We, Mm. we cry a lot in evangelical circles and it was just, it was so, so good. I just love that. Um, yeah,
1: so we might need to go over the gospel church, start poking people in the eye. Right, right, right. right. You know, man, y'all don't cry enough.
0: Y'all don't cry enough. Yes, we do. (laughs) I'm a cry baby actually. Um, uh, and, and I think that this will start to jolt people to really um, sit down and have a conversation with one another. Mm-hmm. I think outside of us, I mean, our, our our worlds are divided, you know, to a certain extent in the kingdom. And I think we're missing a lot of souls to win in our kingdom by not sitting down and really talking and saying, hey, OK, look, um, I respect where you came from and I respect where you came from. And then we get past that and start building what that sounds like what the kingdom sounds like now um and and we went a whole nother slew of people to the body of christ doing that
2: yeah
3: to you, the mountain in front of me will not move, God be say, even when I cannot understand, feels like hope is slipping through my head, no matter how impossible the circuit
2: creator do you like creating fancy slideshows for church or maybe you're a videographer a podcaster like me maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs that is where soundstripe comes in the team at soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want it's a great way to support artists and create world-class content We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise i know but you know what i love e- equally as much as good music i love a good band tee, and i love a good nostalgic band tee, which is why i'm a big fan of the between you and me web store if you head there right now you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived christian college with or who also survived being a pk with. Go check out our T-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com, and hit the shop button. How do you both personally... um nearly overcome your personal opinions and differences with others to find common ground with people and to to really experience the kingdom of God without diluting your values in any way. But how do you find that common ground, especially when the church is is really divided?
1: Yeah, I mean, even in 2020, it was really heavy. Uh, It's still heavy now, but in 2020, it was really heavy. And I think one of the one things we did is we didn't speak to any divisive subject. Instead, we focus on the things that, that that connect us in the Lord. Like, the, like, you always talk about how, you know, you have all this division and disharmony, but if we're just looking at Jesus, everybody's looking at Jesus. Everybody's doing this one thing together, right? And it kind of gets us off all these little bitty things that, Honestly, we're not going to be able to probably work out. You know what I mean? Let's just get real. This set of eternity, those things are going to be there, and it's just whatever. But if we can, if we can start to truly stop trying to win arguments and just love each other without changing each other, like you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not trying to go out and get a bunch of Republicans to agree with me or a bunch of Democrats to agree with me. I'm just trying to, or you know, even you know, charismatic versus you know what I mean? Like it, it's none of that. It's just hey you know the song on this record we were talking about God be yourself like you can't argue with that like there's a song on this record like don't we all just want God to be who he says he is his character his nature let's focus on who the Lord is because when we get to heaven all these things that divide us will disappear and the only thing that's going to matter is him right and we can start to get into a place where we start to operate like that now instead of if all those people just saw things my way we could all get to get get along you know um and i think the real the real part of that is to genuinely be asking the father for his heart for people
2: wow yeah
1: not and and what he sees isn't because look god so loved the world when we were at our worst our ugliest that he sent his son Right? And even the people that we think we've got our acts together, he's still looking past a bunch of junk and loving us. And it's the same thing for us with others. We have to really love people yeah, and not just try to get people to agree with us.
2: Wow, that is good. What about you, Jason? How How has the last year and a bit been for you? How do you find common ground? Is that an option in different um, cases? Um, it, it, it is.
0: Um when when you listen to my story, and I think the story is a testimony of where God brought me from to get me to this point. And the fact is you're not just listening and you're saying, okay, come on now lift your hands and let me lay hands on you. You know, but you're listening to where what happened and where my my background and you respect that. So it's a level of respect of, okay, I may not have grown up this way, that the way that you've grown up, but God has brought me from this and brought me to this point. You respect that, and we respect each other's backgrounds. And we talk about the things, of, you know, that are, you know, that are, because me and Stephen have had those talks. How do you feel about this right now? What do you feel? And I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, you know, it shouldn't be like this. And then we talk about it. We love each other through it. And we show that, you know, there's no division in that. And we've had those conversations and that's how we move on. And that's how we grow together in the kingdom as we talk and we come communicate. Communication is the biggest key. And I think that that's what's hindered us in our worlds is we don't communicate enough. So it's a lot of um, let's pray and let's shout and let's worship. But let's also have a moment where we say, okay, hey, look, this is my story. Okay, well, this is my story. And my ancestors might have done this. And yeah, my ancestors might have done this. But that's not who we are now. So let's take who we are now and let's grow from that and not go backwards and move forward. Then we will see the fullness of God in our kingdom when we can put everything else aside and focus on Jesus after we after we have the conversation
3: without hesitation the sound, shaking the nations, let there be love.
2: Yes. And and so we we're releasing that stuff too. Awesome. Probably should have thought to have mentioned
1: that. But hey.
2: Would you like me to ask a question about that? Have you done anything special for Christmas? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Let's start again. Of course. So, So, have you recorded anything special for Christmas?
1: (laughs) Funny. You should ask, yes. Right, Uh, (laughs) you. The Chosen TV show and asked us to be a part of their TV special, uh, Christmas special thing. Which you know, Christmas TV special. That sounds like something from the, the 80s, but it was a real thing. Okay, so we did this thing and it was great. They were like, "Hey, do you have a song, Christmas song?" And we we're like, "Well, we didn't lie because we knew the Lord was going to make one, create one." So we we're like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then a week later, we'd recorded, written, recorded, mixed, mastered the song that ended up going on the Chosen. And, and the Lord really, really, really blessed it, and it opened a door for us, and so this Christmas, we decided to re-record that, you know, with the band that we used for this record, and we did, I think, the funnest version of Oh Holy Night you've ever heard. Oh my goodness. And we put that on there. Uh, it was absolutely a blast creating it. And so we're going to release, I guess it's a multi-track single, or a double single, I don't know, it's just two songs, it's not, I don't know what to call it, but...
2: A release, a double single. Let's call it a single. Let's just do it. A double single. Yeah.
1: see <laughs> an extra single, single. <laughs> but, uh, it's a double single. But a double, uh, double burger with cheese. It's a double <laughs> single <laughs> with a single. <laughs> and we're releasing that on uh, November nineteenth, right before Thanksgiving.
2: we'll start with you Jason okay. what, what was the funniest moment recording this album oh my
0: god so many different I can't ones say that one no I can't <laughs> I think oh, oh, we were uh, trying to do some uh, promos for some things that we uh, were um, getting ready for for the record and he brought me over to do this thing so i just talked and then i kept messing up on on what to say in those moments and i was just acting goofy and having a good time and, and he took it
2: and put all of these clips together and posted it on social media i have to and find everybody, that everybody
0: everybody was cracking up laughing like but it, but that's the authenticity of who we are i mean we We actually had a ball, like, even laughing at each other when we would do stuff. Like, it was crazy. So, but that moment where where he posted it on social media and I reposted it, and everybody was cracking up laughing. That's,
1: yeah, it's something you don't see a lot when we're on stage, even worshiping together with the band and the choir and everybody. We're all laughing and having fun the whole time. And there are moments of true reverence. Like we have a song we do that's actually not on this record, but on the other one called We Repent. It's just straight up like the bride mm-hmm. crying out, we repent. And it's like when we get out, we get into this place where everything disappears, it's just the Lord. But we also are in this place where we're having so much fun together. And it's like I think we forget how to do that. You know, it's like it's a very – is it what crazy? Like the character of God is fun.
2: Like his character is actually he's the source of fun and joy. Um, so that's good. Yeah. I didn't know people had
0: serious joy. Can you do like (laughs) you know what? I'm happy.
1: I know some people. I know some people. Yeah. You're happy. Okay. All
2: right. I was told that it was serious. The happiness and joy are totally separate
0: experiences. (laughs) Yeah, I'm laughing on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: um my second question if you could write a song together in any genre that you both don't typically cover what genre would it be I think
0: we're doing it Motown like Motown yeah. like I think like I mean all of that Marvin Kaye and, and Al Green and james
1: brown all of that like it was just real music because i don't care who you are if you hear an otis redding song you're like yes yes, awesome you know yeah yeah and if you if you hear james brown
0: uh cold sweat you just like (laughs) you're just like whacking something in your neck and it puts that feeling it back in your neck when you get tired you're like dang I
1: I really haven't listened to music my neck hurts today but you know it's funny the question you asked if there's any genre you would do why aren't believers doing that
2: that's true yeah
1: I mean we're the character of God is true creativity at it's purest yeah, we we often not always, and I'm not being spirits, I love. I still know so many people in the industry; it's beautiful. But sometimes it does feel like we're 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 only coloring with so many colors, mm-hmm. and and only so big of a box. And what's it look like to hear what God's doing in heaven and bring to earth? I think you'll be surprised. It's probably a really great Motown song, and it's probably a really great classical piece. It's probably, you know what I mean? It's yes. like,
2: yeah, let's use all the, the colors. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Um My last question for both of you—you you can answer this together or individually. Don't mind. If you could go back to the start of 2020 before the pandemic hit and like we really, we really knew what was going on and everything happened, what advice would you give yourself, knowing what you know now? <laughs>
3: Get
0: that toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Australia <laughs> too. Yes.
1: Buy all of my, ah, buy all of the paper towel. Invest, get it out invest all your money in in stocks for like mask companies
2: yes zoom zoom we don't all should back invest in zoom in
1: in netflix and all of that <laughs> yeah uh i you know i'm sorry but in, in all honesty what would you what would you tell yourself um
0: i, I, don't, I don't really know because i'm actually glad it happened in a certain type of way because it it stopped everybody and put everybody and set everybody down for them to really remember and realize that God has all power in heaven and earth in his hands. I think we started smelling ourselves a little bit and thinking that we have the control with social media and with all of the technology and everything. And God was like, I'm going to show y'all. Boom. You know, even though we lost a lot of people and you know, there's a lot of people close to me that we lost and, and, and to this thing, but I think it was really a reset button for us. I mean, because uh, we, we created some incredible things in the pandemic. So um, I, I would say to myself that to remind myself to never get to Put up on a high horse to to always remain humble and continuously work on my relationship
1: with God, and not get caught up in everything else. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like the whole every industry just stopped. Yeah, and I think it was—I think probably I would say to myself, "Trust the Lord." Yeah, just trust Him. It's going to be okay. Because I would have never written down everything that we did in 2020 that brought us to where we are now in 2021. We would have both had different plans and expectations and the Lord just flipped the script in the most beautiful way, despite all the terrible things going on, you know? Yeah.
2: Thank you both so much. It was so much fun, but there was so much depth and I love that. It's my favorite things. Thank you both. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it.
2: so fun interviewing two very different artists who have their own solo work but had decided to collaborate it, it gives you a whole new dynamic to an interview because each of them has their own backstory and their own passions and yet they've come together for a very specific purpose it was really fun to chat with these two I loved how much they loved each other it was so cool like they're clearly just really good friends um, and it was so, so fun to be able to catch up with Stephen again. Thank you both, Jason and Stephen, for this, um, for choosing to be bold creatively, for being bold enough to step out of the comfort zones of industries and church culture to, to cross over and create something beautiful and unique. I'm really, really grateful for both of you um, and how you are forging a new path. You are making this normal This should always be normal. This should always be what the kingdom of God sounds like and what we know it to sound like. So thank you for this amazing album and these Christmas singles. Friends, you can go and pick up Highest Praise right now on all good music platforms. And while you're there, make sure that you go and download or stream their two new Christmas singles. Now, like I said earlier, there is a way to connect with both Stephen and Jason at the same time. That is through their joint website which is smjcmusic.com. However, they also both have their own individual websites and social media profiles, which I highly recommend following because both of their individual music and careers are amazing. You can find Jason on Instagram at jasonclaiborne 44 That's Claiborne like C-L-A-Y. Um, and you will also find him at The Atmosphere Changes you can also go and follow and connect with Stephen at Stephen McWhirter. That's Stephen with a PH. And as always, links to their profiles, to their music is all in our show notes. I just, I just love the Between You and Me family. Um, I love how we champion each other on. I love how we celebrate each other. And uh, this, it was just cool. It was just cool to be able to reunite with Stephen. It was actually like our first face-to-face interview, last time we chatted, uh, we did it just through audio. So we actually got to see each other's faces, which is really fun. Um, that was great. So I, I could just rave on all day about how great the Between Your Me family is, about how great these artists are and the publicists who make it happen. Um, but yeah, today just really seems to drive that home in this interview and, and the partnership these two have. All right. So, That's the end of this episode and Jessica's joyful ranting. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, would you please go and subscribe so you can get next week's episode and give us a rating? Five stars would be a lovely Christmas present for us. Um, It just means people can find us more often. It means our podcast is listed higher and that these incredible stories and interviews reach a wider audience. And that's what we want for these people. We want their stories to be heard because they deserve to be heard. Now, if you'd like to connect with us, you can find us online at betweenyouandmepod.com. You'll find all our previous episodes there, some videos, all that fun stuff. And you can also connect with us on social media at betweenyouandmepod. That's all I have for you, my friends. I will see you next week for another extra special interview. As always, my name's Jessica Morris. Here's to hope.
3: A festive red, green and gold Procrastinating Shoppers Caffeinated Against the cold But there's nothing You can buy me It's your hand I want to hold There's a between brothers And years between friends We'll all be together again Cause you're not alone yeah. The poorest laughter It's your invitation to a love that's been waiting Singing child won't you come on in It's a hometown Christmas The lights are on, the house is in The trees are bright inside The parking spot at the local mall The hardest thing to find, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that the Christmas star was in my daughter's eyes last night, yeah. Cause there's miles between us, years between friends, but we'll all be. Christmas songs, and none of us have ever heard, us cousins, we'd be playing up till dinner was served, but the feeling that comes back to me, is hard to put into words.